0: seats. We are welcome to God's presence. He has started wonderfully with us today, and He will perfect what He has started in Jesus' name. The book of John, chapter 2, verse 6. John, chapter 2, verse 6. 6. John 2, 6. John 2, 6. Just one verse. I read. And there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three fractions apiece. Amen. Amen. This morning, the topic I'm going to be discussing with us is set for glory. Tell somebody you are set for glory. Now tell the person, I am set for glory. I, am set for glory. I, I mean, about five points I want to highlight from this passage, but I'm sure that we're not going to be able to cover the five. But the first thing I want us to take note of from this passage is that the water pots that were set at this particular juncture in this house, they were not water pots that were made of anything fanciful. There was no fancy in them. They were immobile. Are we together? Yes. When I say they were immobile, what does that mean? They were just on the spot. There was, I mean, they were just, in fact, they, they, they had to go and bring water to fill the pots. They were immobile. They did not look anything inviting beyond the ordinary. Why? Because their purpose was simply for men to use water from them to do what? To wash themselves, wash their hands, wash their feet, purification as was customary in the lives of the Jews. And I want to talk to someone who is listening to me today. Now you may be battling with that word that is called stagnation. You might have been on a spot for long and it looks like you are making no headway. But that place where you have been is where the Lord will meet you. Amen. That place where you have been is where the Lord has come to meet with you today. Amen. And when this encounter is over, you will have a testimony. Amen. Some people's testimonies are ordinary. Yours will not be ordinary. Your testimony will be glorious in Jesus' name. That was the first point. The second point concerning these water ports is that the Bible tells us there were six in number. How many? <laughs> brethren, nothing is in the Bible just for the sake of filling any gap. There is a reason there were six water pots. Number one, brethren, the number six is the number for man or humanity. There were six in number. That's the number for humanity. If you go through your scriptures, you will realize that the Bible says, on the sixth day of creation, man was created. Now, man was not ordinarily created. Man was created as what? As the crown of God's creation. That's why the Bible says, somebody listening to me here today is fearfully and what? Wonderfully. And wonderfully made. And the Bible doesn't stop there. It says what? Marvelous are thy works. Tell somebody, I am marvelous. marvelous. And and that my soul knoweth. It It is rooted within me. I am fearfully made. That means if the devil sees me, he will do what? He will run. run. I am wonderfully made. Which means I am full of what? Wonders. Then I am marvelous. Tell somebody "I I am marvelous. You are marvelous in Jesus' name. Man was created to have dominion. Man was created for what? To have dominion. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. The Bible says, when God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. He said, let them have dominion. God already said it. Let them have dominion. In other words, there are some things that want to hinder men from having dominion. And we are still contending with those things today. But God already said what? Let them have dominion. Tell somebody, God spoke to me. God spoke to me. And said, and have dominion. Have dominion. And, I will and I will demonstrate. Ah, only my wife is ready to demonstrate. Have have demonstrate. Say, and I will demonstrate that dominion. dominion in Jesus' name. So man was created to have, I mean, to have dominion. Man was also created in the image of God. Genesis 127, man was created to, have, to I mean, in the image of God. The Bible says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him. Male and female created he, them. So when I keep saying man, 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 what do I mean? Exactly. Could be man, could be woman, could be boy, could be girl. I'm referring to everyone who is willing to receive from God today. Receive in Jesus' name. Hey. The third point, under my first point, says the number six is not for man, is man was blessed at creation. Man was what? Blessed at creation. Tell somebody, I am, blessed. I am blessed. I remember a song a man of God sang some time ago. He said, I am blessed. I hope I remember the song. I am blessed. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. I am blessed, 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 blessed. In the morning, I am blessed. I am tell somebody I am blessed. The Bible makes us to understand in Genesis chapter one, verse twenty-eight, that man was blessed at creation to what to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish the earth. To subdue the earth and to do what? Have dominion over the creations of God. Tell somebody that is blessing. blessing. So blessing is what? Fruitfulness, multiplication, replenishing the earth, subduing the earth, and having dominion over every other creation of God. So when we say man was blessed at creation, man was created for blessings. Man was not created for limitations. And that takes me to the next point. That man was created to enjoy other creations of God. Isn't that wonderful? Man was created to do what? Enjoy other creations of God. God made uh, uh, what, scientists, or what do they call them? Like they are scientists or astrologers. Uh, no, not astrologers. Is it astro- the people that go to space, what are they called? As, astronauts. You know, they have determined that the best place for man to live is where? Ah. Is Mars the best place to live? The best place for man to live is here on Earth. Apart from heaven, they don't know much about heaven. So they can't prove anything. But the best place for man to live in this universe is on earth. The closer you move to the sun, the more stable you become. The farther you move from the sun, the cooler it becomes. So the, the, the conducive place that God has created for us is this earth. Brethren, man was created to enjoy other creations of God. I believe it's Solomon that said it. He said, God has created man and given us everything. He said, but we have devised some inventions to make life miserable for ourselves. Whatever makes life miserable for you, I rebuke you today in Jesus' name. Amen. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 to 30, you see what God was saying, He said, I've given you everything. I know we don't have enough time this morning, but there are some points we need to touch upon, and we are going to pray. Tell somebody we are going to pray. The devil is in trouble. Yes, the next point is, man. The crown of God's creation, when it was created, was very good. Ah, testimony, I'm very good. I am very good. If you see, that's why when people ask you, well, How are you? And some of us will just say you are managing. You know, the other, another word for managing is damaging. When you say you are managing, you are damaging. Don't they look very similar? I am great, I am wonderful. Testimony, I am great. Testimony, I am wonderful. I, I am great. The minimum you can say of yourself is what I am very good. Yes, sir. That's what the Bible says. On the day you were created, before you began to exercise dominion and authority over all the creations of God, God looked at you and said, You are what? Very good. Very good. My sister, how are you? I am very good. I will ask you again. How are you, my sister? You are now in the spirit. Before you are operating in the flesh. I am wonderful. I am... Look, those I mean, wonderful words that God has given unto us, use them for yourself. Amen. And you begin to manifest His glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And do you know what? The ability of man, listen to me very well, It's a demonstration of God's excellence. Does that make sense? Yes, the ability of man is what? It's a demonstration of God's excellence. What does that mean? It means when God wants to show how excellent he is, he demonstrates it in what you do and what I do. So we must stop limiting God. Tell somebody, stop limiting God. You see, when you go to Psalm 8, Psalm 8, Psalm 8, verse 1 says, "Oh Lord our God, How excellent in all they are. And Psalm 8 is talking about nothing else but man. And yet when the psalmist looks at man, he sees the excellence of God. Brethren, men want to look at you and see the excellence of God. You must demonstrate the excellence of God. Look at verse 4. It says, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man, that thou visitest him. You know every time you go to bed, God visits you? He said, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. That's another one. I am crowned with glory and honor. honor. As if you mean it, say, say, I am crowned crowned." with with glory and honor. He said, thou made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You put Everything under his feet. You put everything where? Under, under, his, feet. under his feet. Under his feet. Verse 9. O oh Lord our God. O oh Lord our Lord. How excellent is your name in all the are. Tell somebody I am a demonstration of the excellency of God. So we said number one. Number one. That, that means the first point is that the number six is the number for man. And that's what we've been discussing. The second point is the number six is the number for divine visitation. The number for what? So, when the Bible says there were six water pots that were set there, many a time we just overlook it. We are more interested in the wine that will make our, our family sweet, which is wonderful. Number six is the number for divine visitation. God visited Mary in the sixth month. And she was never the same again. This month that we are in, God will visit somebody. And when he visits you, you cannot remain the same. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, we all know that passage very well. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Take note, Gabriel was sent from, from? God sent Gabriel to Mary. Before some people go and start praying to angel Gabriel, which some people do? Which is wrong. The Bible says these angels are ministering spirits. Sent by God to minister to us. To minister for us. So Gabriel was sent to a virgin, a spouse to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came up to her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. A few things to take note of in that passage. That everything that you are has prepared you for this season. Is somebody with me? Everything that you are has done what? Has prepared you for this season if Mary had been espoused to marry somebody outside the lineage of David, would she have qualified to be the mother of the Messiah? Somebody is not sure. Remember, the Messiah must come from the tribe of Judah. The Messiah must come from the lineage of David. So if Mary had been espoused to marry uncle Zebudiah, of the tribe of Benjamin, she will be disqualified from this assignment. And that's why we tell our young ones, brethren, not every beautiful woman is your wife. Not every handsome man is your husband. It's not enough that he comes to church. It's not enough that she comes to church. It's not enough that maybe he's a choir leader or he's the son of school superintendent. There is a person that God has prepared for you. You must seek the face of God to marry the man or woman he has prepared for you. And that's very important. Mary could have been forgotten in history without her name mentioned. Was she the only virgin in Israel? Was she the only virtuous lady in Israel? But you see, she was prepared for the assignment. In addition to being obedient and being brought up and having all the manners. She was espoused to marry Joseph. If she had been qualified in every other thing, but had been espoused to marry someone else or someone outside the tree of David, she would have been disqualified. I pray for someone listening to me today. You will not be disqualified in Jesus' name. I say, You will not be disqualified in Jesus' name. It's very important. The next thing I want you to remember this morning is you are highly favored. Who is God talking to this morning? I am highly favored. favored. You are blessed in Jesus' name. The third point I want us to remember about number six is that the number six is the number for miraculous intervention. It's the number for what? Miraculous. Miraculous intervention. God's visitation to Mary changed the course of history. And mankind has never been the same since that time. When you go to Luke chapter 1, from verse 30 to 33, the, the, the angel told Mary, "So you found favor. You found favor with God. You will conceive in your womb. You will bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. And then begins to tell us the things that Jesus will do. If number six is a number for miraculous intervention, it means it is a number for receiving the impossible from God. Is that not so? When God miraculously intervened in the life of Mary and turned her life upside down, do you realize that? She thought she was going to die. She thought they was turn her to death. But she was set for glory. You are set for glory. I said you are set for glory. It is, I mean, it became the number for receiving the impossible for God. When the angel spoke to Mary and said, "Ah, you will have a child. His name will be Jesus. She looked at him in verse 35. Luke chapter 1. I mean, verse 34. How is this possible? I know not a man. I'm not yet married. That's how the Bible says she was still a virgin. But the angel said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. I thought somebody would say amen to that. The power of your highest shall overshadow you. And then verse 37 says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. The promise of God for a life shall come to pass. It may look difficult. It may look impossible there were six water pots there because there's a message for you, a message for the sixth month, a message of the impossible thing that God wants to do in your life because of his miraculous intervention. Whatever is impossible or whatever was previously impossible for you, there's a divine turn around now in Jesus' name. I said there is a divine turn around in Jesus' name. The third point I'm going to I uh, speak upon before we begin to pray. I say there are five, but I'm going to just mention three. The third point is that those pots had a predetermined purpose. Those water pots, they had what? A predetermined purpose. What was the purpose? They were just to be used for purifying of the Jews, whatever purification was necessary at that point in time. That's what they were meant for. They were set for the provision of cleaning water. These were rudimentary basic purposes. But God had a better plan. Tell somebody, God has a better plan. For me. As if you mean, it say God has a better plan. For me. Now because you are not selfish, tell your neighbor, God has a better plan. For you. God had a glorious plan for those six water pots. But in order for them to fulfill this divine plan, they had to be used by the Lord Jesus Christ. We are remembering them today, not as the pots for washing and purifying no matter how important that is, but as the only pots that accommodated the wine that Jesus made. The only pots from which water was turned to wine. And if you look at it, brethren, is it that type of pots that people will go and get drinking water from? Are we together, brethren? Will anybody go and get drinking water from the pots that was used for washing, uh, uh, the water was for washing hands, washing feet and all that, if you know the Jewish custom? Nobody will go and get drinking water there. But that was the pots, those are the pots that Jesus chose to use for those wine, the most expensive wine in the world. They are very scarce. Only Jesus can give it now. And He still gives them. He still gives it. Receive it in Jesus' name. I said, receive it in Jesus' name. The encounter with Jesus changed the future and history of these six water pots. The topic we are discussing is set for glory. Set for glory. These water pots ceased to be ordinary pots and became glorious references for divine intervention. Because of their encounter with Jesus. As we are rounding up, brethren, there's a story in the book of Luke chapter 19 from verse 29 to verse 38. We're not going to read it. It's a story of that cult. The Bible says, I mean, uh, Jesus Christ clearly said in verse 30, Luke 19, verse 30. He clearly said, Go ye into the village over against you. In the which at your entry you shall find a cult tied, where whereon yet never man sat. Lose him and bring him hither. This was a cult that was not fulfilling destiny. This was a cult that was not fulfilling purpose. This was a cult that if the cult could speak, that was dissatisfied with itself. Yeah, Which type of life is this? I see other uh, uh, animals in my situation carrying sand, carrying their masters, at least doing something. I am tied here doing nothing. Maybe you are tied down today. The only thing I can tell you is you are set for glory. And you will be set free today in Jesus' name. Because the word that Jesus gave concerning that court is losing. Losing. And bring him hither. Whosoever. He's tied down. He's not fulfilling glory. Rejoice. Amen. Because all that has happened is that. You have been set for glory. Amen. And today you will be set free. Amen. Today is the day you will be loosed, That you may begin to manifest the glory of God. Amen. Somebody said when Jesus was riding up on that colt. And it was entering Jerusalem. Amen. We are praising and saying oh hallelujah glory to god the cult felt very proud yeah. all this for me say no it's not for you it's because of the man on you that you are carrying set for glory the glory of god will be revealed in your life i said the glory of god will be revealed in your life because jesus intervened in the life of that cult that cult began to manifest the glory of god it was no longer an ordinary course you are set for glory and your time to manifest glory has come you have got to seize this opportunity and let the king of glory come in for your transformation and glorification